nothing wrong with supporting the players. There's definitely nothing wrong with the players feeling supported. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Having Derek Shelton and a couple of players in town over the weekend and available to season ticket holders and to media allowed for probably the first good glimpse into how everyone's feeling in the winter background of this offseason, which has lifted, no doubt, lots of spirits. I question as to what degree it's done that in terms of reality versus perception, but perception counts too, including internally. In fact, that's a point that I'd been making quite a bit Some of you will recall over last summer where the perception internally was, this is just, you know, a glorified tryout camp that's going on with one Josh Van Meter after another passing through the door. This feels different than that. And it seems to feel that way to the participants as well. Here's some of what Keller had to say. Yeah, um, it's it's awesome to, I mean, with the coach and all the other signs that we made, it's just like brought a buzz to the guys that are on the team. I know we're always texting each other and the the word though that's going around is just win. So that's that's what we want to do. And uh, winning is on the forefront of everyone's mind. That's all we're talking about. So whatever we're doing, it comes back to how does this help us win and nothing else matters. I like that. That's good. That doesn't mean nothing. And that definitely doesn't mean PR. You know, Keller's got no reason to be doing PR for the Pirates. I mean, yeah, he's employed by them and you want to do the right thing and say the right thing and all that other stuff. But not to that extent, not to the extent that you're going to be talking about how the baseball players are communicating with each other and texting each other with excitement. That's just not the kind of script that you get handed by the PR people, and that's a positive. You do want, no, no, you actually need these players coming to the ballpark for the principal reason that they're going to contribute to a bigger cause. And that, I can tell you unequivocally, was not in place the last two years. Nothing of the kind. And to an extent, that's understandable. They knew where the franchise was, they knew where the franchise was heading, and they knew that that wasn't the time. I don't know that this is either, or that it's just management really pushing the notion to try to take some of the heat off of themselves, but I do know that from the player's own perspective, if they feel like they're being given a fighting chance, they're going to embrace it. They're going to embrace it. I don't know how many of them will do that. I don't know how many of them will have already become accustomed to the cluster of losing that had preceded this. For me, that's a pretty legit concern. That's why it was a concern last summer, too, because you can't 
just let a group of presumably competitive athletes just wallow in the sameness and the seeming hopelessnesses. Hope, let me try that again. Hopelessness day after day after day to the point that you can't even pronounce the word hopelessness. I think Keller himself is a great example of needing to move past that phase. Keller did need to find himself. His greatest competition, his greatest battles were with himself. He knew he had the arm, he knew he had the head, and he knew he had the fire, but he couldn't put anything together as a pitcher until this past season. Heck, even once he was sure that he'd found the formula, and you'll remember this heading into last spring training, pretty much a year ago today when we first started seeing that footage of Keller throwing 100 miles an hour at that training facility in North Carolina, and you're going, wow, this is great. The Pirates have a flamethrower, and Keller was all amped about it, and he comes into camp. You could tell with his head held a little bit higher, and then he goes out on the mound in grapefruit ball and realizes that just wasn't going to do it either. It just wasn't. He took it into games in April, and that wasn't it. And then he had to do yet another reinvention and realized that gasp he can also be a pitcher and really pitch including throwing mid to upper 90s which he did as well he became that and then from there he took his competitive spirit up another level because he wanted to sustain it he needed to sustain it to sustain the same confidence and he carried it right through to the end of the season okay Mitch Keller, ready to go. Case closed in terms of development. Now he's ready to compete and be part of something bigger. I could probably say the same to varying degrees regarding Brian Reynolds and Brian Hayes. Obviously, uh, on the latter count, Key really needs to hit with more pop. He's capable of it, and he needs to stay on the field more. He's also capable of that. But in Reynolds' case, he needed to get over the whole good year, bad year, good year, bad year cycle, and he needed to do it in a convincing way over the course of a full season. He did that. He did that. He went from being an all-star to still being a really, really good player. It wasn't the year that he wanted. It certainly wasn't the start that he wanted, but he got to a certain level. And he, too, as I've shared with you many times, wanted the rest of the team to start moving right along with him. And not only could I feel that, but I could hear it from him. He'd talk to me about it. He wanted to have that happen around him. And presuming all this other crap is settled, the way Shelton described over the weekend, then that's a positive too. Look, there's not too much to be made of this, as I was saying yesterday. But the players are the ones who have to take the next step. I feel like it's almost entirely on them to take the next step. And I'm going to explain why in tomorrow's episode. When we come back today, J1Q.
This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800 degree stone and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Today's J1Q comes from Zach, who says, Hey DK, I love listening to these daily shots of pirates. I've got a question building off of... The Tuesday episode talking about Henry Davis and Andy Rodriguez. With Austin Hedges being a great veteran leader, from what I hear, I was wondering if the Pirates might consider a scenario where Rodriguez is up with Hedges for half the year and Davis comes up with Hedges for the other half. I was thinking that might help the development of both while also giving them some time to adjust to the big leagues. Zach, that's interesting. I don't know that that's something that even if the Pirates wanted to do it, that they would advertise it, you know, I don't think they'd want to send the message from one prospect to the other, in essence, that well, you're more ready than he is, or we prioritize you over him, or you're coming up now while the other guy's still riding buses just so that we can accommodate this certain scenario. I, I, no, no. I, I think if you're going to see the mentoring component in play, you're going to see it in February. You're going to see it this month, my friend, because it's February now. There is never more time, not to mention more willingness and eagerness, of a veteran catcher to spend time with the youngsters than in that first few days of spring training. You know, the pitchers and catchers report. There is one field at Pirate City, the one that faces, I never remember the names of them, uh, the one that faces way in the back, away from the headquarters, where the catchers will spend a lot of individual time with catching instructors. Derek Shelton likes to pop over uh, there, mostly just to listen and to observe, but he spends an inordinate amount of time there with catchers. And you'll see a lot of emphasis on uh, not so much, you know, pitch calling, game calling, that kind of stuff that happens off the field, but on defensive work, on accepting throws from the outfield. They actually have a machine that's out in the outfield that sends back one hop throws that, by the way, are all like Dave Parker type bullets. This is the best outfield arm you've ever seen never goes into a slump either and it's on this field that jacob stallings did so much work with the younger guys including guys who you would think wouldn't have much hope in a spring setting why because jacob was that guy himself he can relate a lot of teams notably the pirates themselves bypassed him year after year after year and ignored the things that he could bring, he just kept working. So he respects when he sees the younger guys working. I obviously don't know that about Hedges yet. You're right that he comes 
uh, Zach with that reputation from Cleveland. And he also comes with the reputation for defensive excellence. And if he is the kind of teammate that they're describing, that's when you put in the work, uh, not just on Hedges' part, but more so on Davis's and Rodriguez, Rodriguez's part. So how do you use them as the seasons come along? I have a feeling that this is one of those situations when it comes to uh, Ben Charrington's perspective on this, that it's going to be you just let it play out. You just sit back and see who rises up. You just it, look. And if it's both of them, you deal with that because that's a pretty nice occurrence. If it if it happens, it's not a problem. You deal with that once it's there. Uh, I don't expect both of them to magically rise up in 2023. That's very much against the odds, regardless uh, of their potential. But if it does, and even though it's come up quite a bit from listeners to this show over the past couple of months, believe you me, the ball club would not see that as some sort of oh-no situation. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. And remember that it's going to be, in essence, part two of the subject that I brought up in today's opener. (laughs) 